Hello, guys. Welcome in to the Outspoken Network. This is Brian, your host, going solo edition again this week. We got uh, episode 189 headlines for you. It's the headlines of the week here on Friday. Um, <clears throat> we are going to talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreats. We're going to talk about some coaching changes that have happened in the league. We got Lamar's contract standoff. Russell Wilson report came out today that he, he wanted Pete Carroll fired. And maybe some more things here down the line. Major League Baseball starting pretty soon. Let's get into it right after this, guys. All right, guys, it's the time of year where sports kind of slows down a little bit here, and we go to one day a week. You'll see more content from us out on TikTok and social media, maybe some solo shots during the week, and then uh, I will, we will do episode on Friday. So look forward to that, guys. Jeff couldn't make it today. There's a snowstorm in Colorado, and his internet is out, and Craig's had a long, long week and um, just needed some time off. So I'm holding the fort down here for you. We're going to get into a little bit of everything tonight. Um, I want to get into the Rodgers thing. Um, it's something that he just popped up uh, publicly, coming out of the, the darkness, four-day darkness retreat. This, it's, it's just absolutely stupid. Um, do, look, do what you want to do. I don't care. I don't. I don't need to see the point of why he needs to talk about it. And it's all about him and his decision. And um, it's just um, I, I, he holds us hostage every year. This guy, and he comes out and says, "Hey, I know they need a you know answer really quick, but um, I'm going to go and take my time, and I'm going to take a four day darkness retreat and have some." Um, Probably, you know, some hallucinogens, just like he did last offseason, apparently, and and whatever. It's just, I think it's dumb. I mean, other quarterbacks, you know, you're questioning this, you're talking about that. We're talking about ours do, going on a four-day 
retreat of darkness. It's just just uh, just make up your mind already. Decide if you're coming back or not. And, and and it seems like there's a lot of conflicting reports. And it comes. It happens a lot with with uh, with Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, whether that be guys just are guessing to make up stories, whether that be they have a bad um, insider that they're listening to. And Aaron Rodgers came out the other day and said, I have nothing against these guys, but they don't know anybody in my inner circles, which sounds like to be true because the fact that these guys have been so wrong on his stories. Reports that Packers are disgusted because Aaron Rodgers. Reports that they're done and they're ready to move on. And, and um, you know, I, maybe that's true. I'm fine. I'm just I, I'm ready to move on too. But reports are saying now that you know they're willing to take Aaron Rodgers back as long as he can tell them that he's fully committed. Aaron Rodgers wasn't fully committed last year. I don't believe he's fully committed last season. He didn't want to um, take these young wide receivers and do the hard work of coaching them up, being a leader to these guys. Um, Go look at the difference in Patrick Mahomes against a whole new wide receiver crew through through the offseason. What does he do? What does he do? He takes them to Texas. They work out together. They're practicing together because they because he knows the connection is very very important. What does my quarterback do? He's tripping balls in in Africa um, on some some type of um, hallucinogens. That's the difference. Um. I'm not the guy to sit here and tell you that that training camp or or uh, not training camp, but um, preseason games matter because they don't. But the offseason matters. You 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 you're not going to convince me that Patrick Mahomes taking his team out, his wide receivers out, and getting work with them in the offseason and, and doing individual work um, when they don't have to be didn't. You can't tell me that that did not help their season and their connection throughout the year. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers was fully committed last season. If he wasn't fully committed last season, what makes you think he's going to change this season? What makes you think that's going to change? It's not going to change. The Green Bay Packers, if they bring back, or if Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers decides to play football and they run it, they they bring him back. We are financially in a bad position for the future. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If he if he retires, we're we're negative forty in the hole. If he comes back and finishes out his contract and walks away, then we are negative sixty in the hole. That's not good. Obviously, the only option we have because we're not winning the Super Bowl next season. You cannot tell me that this team has a chance to win the Super Bowl next year. MVP level Aaron Rodgers or not. We're not winning it. We're bringing back a, a bad defensive coordinator. We're, we're bringing back we got a lot of free agent guys. We have no clue if we're going to be able to afford. Um, they're trying to sign Alan Lazard like he's somebody great and he's not. He's just he's not great wide receiver. If he's your number two you're in trouble. We saw some good things out of out of Watson last year. Okay, he's going to be our number one guy. Dobbs had a pretty successful season last year. Lamar had a career high, and he was like six hundred passing or six hundred receiving yards. 
It's not great. Why are we going to try and sign Scott and pay him all this money for that? That's not worth it. Let him go. We hold on to the wrong guys and the fan base themselves want to sit here and because you love this guy, you want to hold on to him. Well, if he doesn't help our football and he's not living up to his contract, I don't care. Trade Bakhtiardi. Do something with him. He, he missed most of last season. Um, he's good, but he's now he's injured prone. It took him a long, long time to come back from this injury. We got a lot of problems. So bringing back Aaron Rodgers and delaying a rebuild um, and not trading him and, and getting some picks to help out this rebuild for hoping for one more shot and hoping your quarterback that didn't give a damn last year gives a damn now is absolutely the the definition of insanity. And this is a long, drawn-out divorce between the two, and, and Packers have never got the um, – the divorce part of, of a relationship of star quarterbacks. Right. So I'm sick and fed up with Aaron Rodgers. I think the tide is turning for a lot of Green Bay fans that they're sick of Aaron Rodgers and his, and his antics and his, his characters or uh, and all that. Um, I know I'm not the only one. And I got a good buddy of mine. That I met, I, I haven't actually met him in person. We actually just talk on Facebook, you know, through text, and we met on Facebook. And we have a lot of the same views about the Green Bay Packers, and we're Green Bay Packer fans. And so funny, what a hilarious comment this was! It said that Aaron Rodgers has, you know, ended his darkness retreat. Um, and he put, he put, he if he if he comes out and sees his, his shadow, do we get six more weeks of his BS? And this is super hilarious. Um, just like he's some type of groundhog, and, and and it's just, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. All right, sorry for my eight minute rant here on Aaron Rodgers, but um, let me know what you guys think. Let me know if if you think I'm completely wrong. I know Ryan Sims is probably like, I would take Aaron Rodgers in a heartbeat, but um, I'm I'm, I'm just done and fed up with him. Um, as far as that goes, um. There's been a lot of coaching changes, uh, a lot of different coaching hires. We covered some of those um, already throughout the last week. Well, there's been some more. The biggest name has obviously been Eric Bieniemy. He's going to the Washington Commanders, and this one's interesting to me. Eric Bieniemy has been a very successful offensive coordinator there in Kansas City. He's won Super Bowls. He's helped Patrick Mahomes. He's set a, set set aside Andy Reid. And there's plenty of reasons why it's interesting. Um, one, I always think it's interesting when you have an offensive-minded head coach and then you have a offensive coordinator, and it's kind of like where any recalls of plays. So what is Eric Bieniemy doing? Do we give him a whole lot of credit? There's been times on the sideline where Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy are yelling at each other. They're not getting along really well. Um, Eric Bieniemy, I know the offensive coordinator helps, you know, put the game plan in for the week and, and does study. I'm not saying they don't do anything, but I just think it's interesting when a head coach doesn't call the plays and he's offensive minded, like Dallas Cowboys and Coach McCarthy. He didn't call the plays. He will this season, but he didn't last year and the season before that. So, um. There's a lot of people that believe that Eric Bieniemy deserves to be head coach. 
why is this guy not getting an opportunity to be a head coach somewhere? He goes over to the commanders as an offensive coordinator, not a head coach. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a um, promotion. It's just a lateral move. Maybe it came with more money. Probably I don't know to get them to leave Kansas City. And look, Eric Bieniemy is going to come over here and and probably make the commanders better. I, I I think he's going to be able to do that and, and work with the, their quarterback and with Sam Howell and, and and go from there. But it's very interesting that he would leave the Chiefs and not take a head coaching job. And they asked him, he said, I'm, I'm not focused on head coaching jobs. I'm focused on my job at hand, and that's the offensive coordinator for the commanders. And it's really interesting to me that no one has taken a chance on Eric Benemy. And I don't know why. And this tells me there's more behind the scenes that we don't know um, or something. He's, he's made the wrong people mad. I don't know what it is. But there has to be more than meets the eye because you've got the Eagles offensive coordinator over here getting a job, head coaching job You've for making a Super Bowl. They didn't win the Super Bowl. They made it. You have the, the defensive coordinator for the Eagles over here getting a head coaching job. So I just find it interesting that Eric Bieniemy, a guy that's won Super Bowls, a guy that's been to Super multiple Super Bowls, can't find a head coaching job. What are the red flags he has? Does he not interview very well? I, I don't know. But at the end of the day, there's something behind the scenes that we're not finding out. Um, the Chiefs name today that Matt Nagy will be the offensive coordinator. Matt Nagy used to coach the Bears. He was terrible at it. And I, I, I think a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans are probably not liking this move. I'm not a big fan of Matt Nagy. Well, I was because he was Chicago Bears and they sucked. So I was like, hey, keep him. He's great. He's he's great at losing to the Packers uh, twice. So I'm just fine with them keeping him. Um, Matt Nagy has been an offensive-minded coach. He's going to come in here um, and learn under Andy Reid. And as long as you guys have Andy Reid, I, I think you're good. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes um, – the Chiefs should be good, so I'm not I'm not too worried about it. When, but when you go and say Matt Nagy's offers a coordinator, I don't think it's a move where you go or you're excited about, right? You just lost Eric Bieniemy, um, and now you got Matt Nagy. And I'm not gonna doubt. I'm not gonna doubt Patrick Mahomes ever again or this Kansas City football team like we did last season. Me and Craig had to, you know, take our foot out of our mouth, mouth last year uh, for being wrong about Patrick Mahomes missing his weapons and, and maybe maybe struggling a little bit. So Vance Joseph returns to Denver as the defensive coordinator. Now there's a big thing about um oh, what was their head what was their defensive coordinator's name? Vic Vangio going back to Denver. Uh he signed with Miami but it wasn't official. Is he going back to Denver? Now he's He's no, he's a defensive coordinator, Vic Vangio of the Dolphins. It's a great move by them. Now Vance Joseph returns to Denver as a head coach, and I always find it interesting when. Well, I always find it interesting. I didn't. Vance Joseph used to coach the Denver Broncos. It did not go very well. He was fired. 
How is he going to be able to walk back in this organization? I think that's an interesting feeling. If, if you're a manager and you, and you get fired at work and a couple of years later they hire you back on to be not the head dog, but you're still um, – you're still a higher up, a, a lead uh, person. Isn't that a little weird? Walk back in that door. I, I, that's what I told Jeff is, is Vic Vangio going to be able to come in and be a defensive coordinator after being the head coach? Um, I don't know. We're going to see how it works with Vance Joseph here um, coming back to Denver. I guess they, they, I guess they, you know, they really like him. Maybe he, he, he maybe didn't burn those bridges when he left so that they were comfortable leaving that door open for them. So we'll see if they can get that team turned around. There's a lot of uh, a lot of question marks there in Denver, and I don't think the defense is one of them. It's it's more of the offense and the head coach and how is Lamar uh, or Russell Wilson and, um, and Sean Payton going to be able to get along. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, they go out and they hire um, – the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Forget his name because I didn't have it up. Jonathan Gannon. And a lot of people are killing this move. I, it is what it is. I think you're stepping into a toxic situation there with your toxic quarterback. Um, they said that Kyle Murray is going to have a say in who their new head coach is, but do you think he picked this guy? I, I don't. I think they said those things publicly to kind of ease him and ease his, his frustrations, but Jonathan Gannon's walking into a toxic situation. And I believe a lot of coaches did not want that job because of their quarterback. Um, I believe that there's too much smoke um, there's too much smoke there to, to not say that there's some fire started and there's some bad blood between the two and there, there's some um, it was one uh, it was with the, with the Arizona Cardinals publicly fighting with their quarterback and then to sit down and, 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 sit and sign into a long term deal was really head scratching for me. If they believe the things that came out, if if they believe they didn't study enough, if they believe he was on video games too long, they believe he's entitled and spoiled. He refused to come in a football game last year. Um, all those things doesn't add up to a guy that I want to sign long term. And I feel bad for this guy going in there because he's basically got to suck up to Kyle Murray, or Kyle Murray's gonna want him gone. Um, the first sign of them losing next season, Kyle Murray's going to want him gone, and it's just not going to work out very well, in my opinion. I think this team is really overrated. I think Kyle Murray's not a great leader. He, there's been plenty of reports that he just wants to play football. He doesn't want to be that leader. Well, your, your quarterback needs to be a leader. They control too much of the game not to be a leader. And I feel bad for him. You know, he signed up for I'm not going to feel bad for him too, you know, too much because he's going to get paid millions and he'll probably be fired in a couple of years and, and we'll, and they'll have to pay him out. And it is what it is. It's part of the business, but I just think he's walking into a toxic situation for a team that um, signed a quarterback that they publicly came out and, and, and 
bash. They publicly, they both went back and forth. So it's very interesting for me. I, I don't believe there's much success there in Arizona. And, uh, you know, Kyle Murray can have all the traits he wants and he can have all the athleticism and he can have all that. But if you're not um, a good teammate and no one believes in you and no one wants to play for you, you're, you're not, it's not going to go very well for you. I'm a, I'm a big believer in um, culture, leadership, who you are, a uh, big believer in the raw, raw guy. And um, I just don't think Kyle Murray is that guy. And um, sure, he'll bid out athletic plays. Sure, he'll make some good good throws. Sure, he'll have some good games. But I just don't think it's going to work. I don't think – I think it's just a toxic situation. And when you lose and you're losing games, people see your real character. Your real character comes out when when the when the bad times start, and who you are. So, um, good luck. Good luck's all going to say. Now, I've been pretty open about how I feel about our next guy is Lamar, Lamar Jackson. I'm not a big fan of Lamar Jackson, and um, I jokingly call him a running back. Someone said today, "Would y'all trade Aaron Rodgers for a one and Lamar Jackson?" I said trading. A- a quarterback for running back is dumb, would not do it. And I'm not a big believer in him. I don't think uh, they'll ever win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. Now, we've all been very well part of Lamar's contract issue. Lamar and the Ravens fighting the awkwardness it is for them and this team and this city. And I hope for the Ravens' sake that – they they put their foot down and they say we're not going to do it and they, and they will see what happens. It's a very sensitive uh, subject between the quarterback and the, and the Ravens right now. They're at a standoff and basically Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed deal. He wants more guaranteed money. He turned down a five year two hundred fifty million dollar deal with 133 million guaranteed which is higher than what Russell Wilson got last year and Kyle Murray over the offseason so the guaranteed money is higher than both them but he wants a deal like Deshaun Watson got the, the bad deal that the Cleveland Browns gave Deshaun Watson he wants that kind of deal and if I'm the Ravens I'm not paying it don't care I'm not paying it you're injury prone you quit on your football team last year I don't care not doing it, and they would be smart to not do it. They would be smart to franchise tag him and, and trade him away. I would love to see it. Most teams fold. Most teams cave. Most teams go, well, what's going to be next? We're, we're afraid to lose. Um, and Lamar Jackson can win you a lot of football games. I get it. Lamar Jackson's awesome to watch. I get it. Lamar Jackson will put fans in the stands. I get it. But at the end of the day, the well-built organization that the Ravens are, um, always fighting for a contender spot, they've got to ask themselves, can we get to the Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson? And if the answer, in my opinion, is no, you cannot sign him, especially since he's injury-prone. You cannot sign him for the deal he wants to make. I don't care that the Deshaun Watson, a sexual predator, got a horrible contract from the Cleveland Browns. I am not obligated 
to pay you the same contract. I don't care if you're you're better than him. I don't care what other teams have done. I've got to look what's out what's best for my franchise. And I either got to franchise tag you or you got to take a deal. Do you want to stay in Baltimore? He says he does, but he returned down that contract. I don't know about you. I'm not turning down 133 million. Um, I wonder who breaks first because most teams will. The Dallas Cowboys broke with Zeke Elliott and pay overpaid him, and now they're regretting that decision. Um, the Sean Watson got a huge, fully guaranteed contract after not playing football for two years, and the Browns are probably going to regret it. He looked like garbage last year. Maybe he turns it around this year. I don't know. That also killed some of the market for the, the, the quarterback market on – Oh, look, this guy hasn't played football in a, in a year or two, and he's getting this big deal. I'm better than he is. I deserve a big deal. And that's the problem with the quarterback spot. It's not a who's better or what you deserve. It's a, hey, I'm up next. I'm a decent cow. I'm a, I'm a above average quarterback. It's my turn to get paid. And, and most teams will pay it because if you don't have a good quarterback, you don't win football games. It's just that simple. And um, it's just that simple. And I hate the fact that it's come to that and not teams going, hey, sorry, you're not worth this much money. So let, let's get a deal that works for us if you really want to be here. And if you don't, we'll, we'll talk about trade options or things like that because I hope Baltimore does it here. I, I think that Lamar's hurt a lot. Um, I I believe he quit on his team. He had an injury. The teams cleared him to play, and he said, I'm not playing. And you can say, oh, he made a business decision. That's all cool. I mean, yeah. But your team could have used you in the playoffs. Team probably could have beat the Bengals in the playoffs. And you didn't show up. You couldn't even show up on the sideline. The disrespect that is um, – I don't see this deal getting done. I think it comes into a franchise tag option, and and they they either call his bluff or they probably pay him. I don't know. But I hope they don't. I hope they call his bluff. I hope they force him to either sit out and and lose money because you you, you can't take that away. Now they change the rules. You're going to lose money on the deal. Are you going to lose? You're going to get fined. Um, So we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm really interested to see. When it gets closer to the next start of you know training camp, where Lamar is, so um, another one that I think the New York Giants would be foolish to sign, and if you're in the NFC East, you are hoping that they they do pay Daniel Jones, and you're hoping that they do pay Sa- Saquon Barkley. Um, because they're not good. Saquon has never been healthy. He's healthy this year. Okay, finally, and he had a good year. But one good year doesn't make up for all the, the times. One good year doesn't make up for the resume we have. Daniel Jones, he had a good year, and his good year made him a, a about an a, a little above average quarterback. Nothing fantastic that's going to win you a Super Bowl. Um, that was his best year. 
are you willing to settle on that? Are you willing to 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 sit here and say Brian Dayball can get this out of him again? I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. And then he comes out and says he wants he wants 45 million a year. I'm laughing. That's just ridiculous. You're not worth that. And if the Giants are somewhat smart, um, they will not sign him for that contract. And Brian Dayball, if I'm Brian Dayball, I do not feel comfortable tying my Giants livelihood and job on the line with Daniel Jones. It doesn't make any sense. He had a good year. He ran the ball well. Um, he rushed the ball with more than I thought he could. Ran the ball well. Made better decisions. Didn't turn the football over as much. And, they, and the Giants won some games. Great. He coached the year. Fantastic. I picked him to be coach of the year. I believe he should be coach of the year for, for getting a team that we thought was absolute garbage and that we thought that Daniel Jones was not a good quarterback to be a decent quarterback, and to be a good football team, that's great. Do I sign my tenure with the Giants up with Daniel Jones? I do not. I do not. Maybe you trade up and get a quarterback in the draft. Um, Maybe you go out and get a veteran. I don't know. Maybe you go out and get Derek Carr. Maybe you try and trade for Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure. But at the end of the day, I'm not signing my, my life on the line, my job on the line here, uh, not life on the line, but my job on the line here with Daniel Jones. And a lot of times your head coaching, um, the head coaching job is going to rely on how good your quarterback is. If you got a good quarterback, more than likely you're going to win a lot of games. More than likely people are going to go, hey, this guy's a good head coach. And um, if you sign up for Daniel Jones in a bad quarterback contract, in a bad quarterback contract, and he's not living up to that, which Daniel Jones will never live up to be paid $45 million, um, then you got problems. Overpaying players and having them not live up to what you're paying them to do is a big issue. We paid Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year, and look at the season he just had. Terrible. Not worth it. So for all the other NFC teams, we're hoping that the Giants – pay Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley because we know it's not going to end up um, winning them anything. We've seen the resume. I This is Daniel Jones' best, and it wasn't. it's not good enough. And, and Saquon Barkley cannot trust his health. So I, I say move on from him, but we're going to see what the Giants do. Rumors are they're trying to pay both. Story leaked today that Russell Wilson wanted Seattle to fire uh, Pete Carroll and the GM and go get Sean Payton. Now he got his deal. He got what he wanted because Sean Payton's now the head coach of the, the Broncos. Um, but the Seattle said, no, we're not doing that. And they actually got rid of Russell Wilson. And we all laughed and said, man, Seattle's going to be bad this next year. I, 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 I'm not, I didn't really care for Pete Carroll. And, um, I had to go on an apology to her last year about to Pete Carroll because he he did one hell of a job and Russell Wilson looks as bad as he does. Maybe Pete Carroll knew something that we, that we didn't. And um, so we will see if Sean Payton can turn Russell around in Denver. But I, I, I just find it interesting because 
there's so many stories behind the scenes stories with Richard Sherman and the Legion of Boom defense that's that didn't like Russell Wilson. That you know, they said that Pete Carroll, um, um, see if he changes. Um, oh, sorry, Patrick Tech, Patrick commented here and it got me thrown off of what I was saying. What's up, Patrick? Um, Patrick says, franchise Jackson, see if he changes. But, yes, he is a running back. You're exactly right. Uh, he doesn't throw the ball well enough. I think they're kind of hindered on what they can do offensively. They did get rid of their offensive coordinator. He's been there for years. Maybe that's a start. Um, maybe these comments are coming in late. I don't know. Giants don't have many options. There's not a lot of options out there. I mean, Derek Carr is on the market. Rodgers. Do you want an old quarterback? Um, you can always trade up and get a quarterback in the draft. But um, those those are better options, I think, than overpaying a quarterback that's not good. And that that's just, just – not good when you overpay a quarterback. When you overpay someone a contract just because they got to play leapfrog. Um, but yeah, we're talking about Russell Wilson, uh, Bronco Country. Let's ride with three laughing faces. Yeah, that was it. Was bad year this year. No one, I don't think anybody saw that that the Denver Broncos being as bad as they were. This was a laughable season for them. Um, Russell gets the coach he wants. Uh, he wanted. Pete Carroll and the GM fired in Seattle, and the and usually the quarterbacks have a lot of say so, um, but apparently not with Russell Wilson in, in Seattle. And then the owner said, "No, I'm not doing that," and they got rid of Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll saw something that we didn't. I don't know how bad this drop off was for Russell Wilson, and how it went so sour and so poorly for him, but it did. And you've got to hope if you're a Denver Broncos fan that Sean Payton can turn him around. And it's funny to me because Russell Wilson, there's been plenty of stories. That's what I was talking about. There's been plenty of stories that Pete Carroll babied Russell Wilson, that Russell Wilson got whatever he wanted. There's talks about him having his own locker room or his own office, his own training staff, his own this and that, and not really being a part of the team. And if you can't be a part of the team and buy in on um, buy in with the team, then your team's not going to like you. His offensive linemen are on the sidelines having and getting in uh, arguments with him, being held back uh, from him. Uh, it was a bad year this year for them. And, and the, the guy that he wanted was Sean Payton is a no BS kind of guy. And Sean Payton already said, no, there's not going to be any of Russell's training staff, not any of this in here going on. Um, so we'll see. If Russell Wilson takes this uh, good or bad, and it's all going to come down um, to him, you can have a good defense. We're one, we're just a quarterback away. That's what we've been saying about Denver Broncos. It's all going to come down on the shoulders of, of Russell Wilson. Um, everyone thought they would be contenders. You're you're exactly right. I I, I picked them to um, surprise to win the division. I thought they were going to be good. Um, 
and it was awful. I mean, I'm talking about, okay, like Jeff talked about it on the show about there's going to be some of those, you know, what is it? Little kinks here or there, trying to learn a new system, trying to get the connections right with the wide receivers. But no one could see this. This no one could see this terrible. No one could see this bad. We're going. Russell Wilson's not a top ten quarterback. Um, he looks really bad. Daniel Jones looks to be better than Russell Wilson uh, this season. So Sean Payton is the only hope to turn him around. I guess that's why they went out and got him. I think giving up a first round pick for a coach is is dumb. But uh, Denver wanted him that badly, so. Um, they sent the whole bucket over there and got them and they've got to get this team fixed in the locker room and, um, Sean Payton's got to get Russell Wilson, right. And if he can't, this team has set up a contract where they're kind of screwed. They can't get out of the, the Russell Wilson contract. So it's gonna be very interesting to see where they go from here. They, they, they've had talent for years on defense. They've, they've had weapons on offense. They, um, you know, with wide receivers and Jerry Judy from Alabama, and they've had decent running backs, and um, they need some help on the offensive line. But Denver Bronco country is – there's got to be a lot of questions, a lot of worries going into next year of can he turn this guy around? That's the big question. Um, That's – all I got for you as far as headlines goes, big news and anything like that. I wanted to talk a little bit about The Last of Us. Okay, I hope you guys have been watching the show on HBO. Hope you guys know what The Last of Us is. If you don't know what The Last of Us is, then you're missing out because The Last of Us is a basically a video game made uh, from it's a, it's a PlayStation video game. There's two two. Uh, games out they're probably the best series i've ever played the second game is the best video game i've ever played i love it that much and it's not zombies people the creator of of it would get mad at you if you called it a zombie apocalypse it is they call them infected and um go look it up the games are fantastic and this is the show they're doing on um hbo and this is probably the best video game to TV show I've ever seen. The the the, the graphics are amazing. To to the, you can go back and, and actually that play scene by you know scene. They have pictures of the game and of the real life show and how how great they did a good job of, of getting the details of everything. And it's not verbatim. It's not verbatim. Um, of, of the video game, but it's pretty dang close. Patrick says, don't be a spoiler. I'm not going to be a spoiler because if you haven't played the video game, then you don't know what happens, but it's really good. It is fantastic. Um, I'm a little disappointed in the last episode because they had a chance to make it great with an epic scene of the video game. They went a little different with it. I was a little disappointed with that. Um, but other than that, it's been fantastic. It's it's had I, th- I think it's blown away numbers as the most watched HBO show. Um, so go check it out. Even if you haven't watched the video or played the video game, go watch it. It's fantastic. I'm working on 
getting my buddy um, Andrew on here. We're going to do an episode, um, an episode one uh, under the uh, under the Outspoken Network umbrella. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but we're going to get him on. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about other things than just sports. Um, that's kind of why we, ch- we, we changed this to the Outspoken Network. We do talk sports a lot. But it allows us to have an avenue where we can talk other things in sports. So I'm going to get him on and kind of interview him and talk about our friendship and life in general, about being fathers. And um, I'm trying to do that with a bunch of my gut friends and um, just talk about different things. But we are making some changes. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we're going to do a show on Friday now, and then we will have stuff coming out the week. So on TikToks and, and social media, Jeff's been working on some more graphics and things for the show as well. Um, Craig's going to start doing some more NHL uh, uh, hat tricks there and all sorts of things coming. So look forward to these episodes. We're switching to Fridays only right now because of the slow sports season. But we are jumping into baseball for all you baseball fans. Basketball is coming to uh, close down the line of the playoff teams. So we'll get to that next week. And um, we still got to answer our questions for the ASC teams and see if they answer those questions this season. So we got a lot planned for the show. I appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to listen, to watch, wherever you're watching or listening. Please interact with us if you want. Patrick, thank you so much for jumping on and, and commenting on the show. Um, what else? There's one more thing I was going to talk about. But I forgot what it was. Um, <laughs> who's my no- number one fan gets no invite? Who's my number one fan there, Patrick? I just gave you a shout out. I just gave you a shout out. Um, oh, oh, you're talking about invite on the show. Hey, this is my first episode. So if you want to come on the show... Uh, for for that for that um that what well, I don't know what the name I'm calling it yet, so I'm still trying to think of a name for it. But you can you can be on the show, Patrick, definitely. All right, guys. Well, God bless. I hope you have a great weekend. It's Friday. Um, I hope you have a great weekend. I do work tomorrow, but um, it's not too bad. All right, guys. God bless, and remember to keep it outspoken. <laughs>